last time on Geek Force. The squad talked about Critical Role's Vox Machina on Amazon Prime Video. Cat was incensed, thrilled to hear that Percy Jackson is coming back for another round on Disney Plus. And Marlon talked about the experiences of Pokemon Legends Arceus. Is Raven gonna play it? We don't know. Let's see what's happening today, right now, on Geek Force. Welcome to Geek Force, the show where pop culture rules all. I'm your host, Kat. With me today is the awesome G-Squad of Ray, Marlon, and Amy. Welcome back, you guys. Happy Super Bowl Sunday. Happy early Valentine's Day. Happy Galentine's Day, if you're into that. Commercial football games. All the great, all the holiday. Yeah, go sports. I'm here for the commercials, baby. (laughs) For the commercials and for the Super Bowl halftime show with Mary J. Blige. She was great. And Kendrick. That was a lot of 90s vibes. It was for us. That was a halftime show for us. It was for us. It was not. It was not for any other generation. It was literally just for us. I was. I was grooving to Eminem, and my and my niece was like, and I'm like, look, when you are my age, you will also groove to your own songs. Don't judge me. Don't you dare judge me, child. Don't you dare judge me. These people today last. Yeah. I mean, if anything, it reminded me of that halftime show years ago, where like the Who was the headliner, and I was like, Who is this for? This is our the Who moment. The kids are like, who are these people? And it's like, you don't understand. This is big. The oldie folks. <laughs> the oldie folks. And now like, our times come to I'm shine. like, that's the who, Marlon. And I'm like, I don't know who that is. They're really good. I'm like, okay, and? And now their kids are like, who is married? Like, don't do disrespect. No hateration or holleration in this dancery. Not in this house. Not in this house. <laughs> No, exactly. Our time has come, and I feel like that's going to keep happening every couple of years. So they'd be like, hey, you guys, you remember this musician? We're going to bring it back for y'all. We're going to be bring like, bring it back for you. Hey. Oh, but yeah, so with the special Jam Pack Weekend, we have a lot of things being released into our wonderful world um, as far as like movies and video games. And we're also going to get to finally dive into Boba Fett that just ended this past hey. week. Um, we actually had not talked about it. So this is a time to the space to talk about that too. So here are just the highlights of what we're going to talk about today. Um, but I definitely want to start with the trailer since they're super fresh on our minds. Mm-hmm. Definitely want to go into the Doctor Strange 2 movie because that was the first trailer, the first big trailer that was released. It was a lot. I think I rewatched that trailer three times because there's a lot. So we knew, we knew when Spider-Man ended that a lot of stuff was going to be happening. A lot of things were already piling mm-hmm. up. But after seeing the trailer, there's more stuff to even consider like X-Men repercussions X? from the form from the other film <laughs> shout out to Mac Chavez she, she was all in there like, yeah she's like, got like, she, like she, yes. she felt like she was just normal in that moment in time and I was like well no y'all haven't introduced her yet yeah. don't act like she just knows nope. Doctor Strange <laughs> like this this <laughs> is so weird <laughs> but I kind of <laughs> like this also <laughs> played by the amazing yeah. Sochil Gomez yes I know it's it's time to start with the Young Avengers. More of them coming together, um, but yeah. Uh, how should we go about this? I mean, we kind of knew from the teaser trailer at the end of Spider Man. It kind of showed, you know, Doctor Strange going through basically Doctor Strange going through stuff, faces variants, more craziness, 
trying to save the world, save the universe, maybe. So that was the teaser trailer. The trailer kind of showed more characters involved, more locations, showed more what Wanda might be up to. Like, and, I mean, so one of those lines from Wanda was making her uh, have, you know, just a little bit of, a little bit of concern yeah. there. I they hadn't shown much of the villain side of her yet, and. I was appreciating that they like gave that little line like, "Is she a villain? Cool. She's about to be her, her and Aaron Yeager by the guy. end of the year. It's going to be one of those who's the protagonist, who's the antagonist conversation for both of those characters." Yeah, I mean, she's literally uh, just giving the embodiment of like, "Fuck around and find out." Like y'all keep pressing me. Like, I have done, like, a few bad things, yes. But every time you do something, everyone's like, oh, Dr. Strange, don't do that. But when I do something, it's like, oh, Wanda, we got to come and shut your whole thing down. And she's like, you know what? Why is that? Huh? Why can't I have a bad day? And everyone's all angry at me. That's what Wanda was saying. She She kidnapped people, though. She kept the whole town. That's true. That is true. And I'm just like, that was just a test. That's true. But I feel like when we look at Dr. Strange, he's fully non-consensually wiped everyone's memory of Peter Parker and has been like, great, we're going to move on. She's like, everyone has been like ragging on me for my one thing. This guy did something. Like, why is no one all up in his face? Like, why is that? Like, what's the double standard here? So I think we're right. This is great. We fully have watched Wanda's villain origin story play out of her just like losing her brother, losing her husband, uh, losing her safe space. And she's just like constantly being tried, losing her kids. And so now I get a chance to her to be like, you know what? Forget it. I'm going to be the villain. You want a bad guy? You're looking at the bad guy. And so I think that's what we're going to get is her just like absolutely just, you know what? I'm snapping. This is lifetime. I've snapped. Let's do this. Even that with like, you know, we get to see basically the bad Doctor Strange, which we kind of had a preview of in the What If series. So we get to see the exact same figure. Like they did shot for shot, like remake of that What If character. <laughs> I was impressed by how fully committed they were to be like, no, no, we're taking that exact image and making this into like a live action. Like his whole little like eight pronged vampire face hand fully pulled from that episode of him doing the exact same move. I'm like, all right, y'all credit where credit's due. You knew where to pull from. That was fucking fantastic. Where to go? Where to go? They literally did like a storyboard from that. It was just, it was literally just be like, this, oh, you like this episode? You didn't like this, this episode? Too bad. <laughs> you have this in the works. In it. In live action. It's going to be good though. I mean, uh, we also see what looks like the TVA, but it's run by Ultron like-esque individuals. So I was like, oh, I thought it was the TVA where Loki is just in it, but these are like, these are like little Ultron bots. So I'm wondering like just how many layers he's messed this up to where there are now Ultron bots at the TVA. Is this the TVA? Uh, it just looks really cool to see it. And I'm excited to see like what explanation of how many tiers of like, I fucked this up. Are they going to explain to Dr. Strange? Like, yeah, you, you've messed it up not only on the topical level, but also in the foundational level to where even the TVA, uh, which we last saw be, Kangified to where Kang is like the the person in charge. Now there's these like Ultron bots in charge. So it's really interesting to see like just how messed up did he make things. And then if if anyone remembers the original Doctor Strange movie, how he had his friend Mordo, you know, around, and how we haven't seen him in like ten years, and now he's back. And I'm just like, what has he been up to? And 
was he snapped or was he not snapped? And if he wasn't, then what has he been up to? Because he looked like he has cards to play. <laughs> Maybe. Just the greeting of him saying like, hi. And I'm just like, oh, yeah. shoot. This is not good. And I just feel like there's just going to be, again, this movie's supposed to be like Marvel's horror story. So to me, that sounds like it's going to be a super thriller in a sense of just is going to make you feel uneasy the entire time. So I'm like, great. This is great. I'm going to be screaming in the theater. And I feel like with, with Dr. Strange, he's literally just turning. <laughs> there's, I mean, we saw the trailer. There's just so much happening that I'm just going to be like, what is happening? You know, mm-hmm. um, we did see there was a variant of Captain Marvel, and people are speculating if that was Maria from another dimension, Maria Rambo, coming through. Yeah, maybe that'd be dope yeah, to the, see a change. It's, it's already a, like buzzed on the internet, like, oh, this is another variant. Of da, da, da. And I'm just like, there's so much happening in this movie that I'm just like, I don't know. I, I feel like I need a guidebook now because it's Sam like Raimi for you. Yeah, I mean, shout out to Sam Raimi, but like he knows how to pack a movie if you've seen his old stuff. He knows how to build a superhero so. movie also. Yeah. That, he made, he, he kind of set the playing field for these modern superhero movies. So him coming back mm-hmm. after all of this to get this crazy multiverse definitely thing is yeah. about to be real cool. Yeah. And of course, anytime I get to see the homie Chiwetel Ejiofor come back, I'm always like in it for the win. Because uh, I was like, we only got to see him play Baron Mortar on one movie. We haven't seen him since. And I'm like, cool. We got our buddy back. I want to see more scenes. Homeboy was gone so long. He had time to go from a short Caesar cut to full, like, back long locks. That's how long he's been gone <laughs> in the world. And that takes a lot. I think it's a lot of time for him to get full back length locks, okay? I want to see him more involved because he's supposed to be the foil to Doctor Strange and they just haven't been using him. So I'm like, great. Are we going to see him come back? Is he going to have a scene to be the bad guy? Or are we going to Loki-fy him as well and make him the like emo grunge alternative Doctor Strange? Of, oh, I, no one understands me. I'm so mistreated. Oh, I'm so I'm so, I'm, I'm so angsty. I need a whole side surgery awesome to express soundtrack, my though. angstiness. No, 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 no. They, I think since they have everyone involved and since we I'm like you there's a reason that movie came out the first dark strange movie came out to introduce, introduce characters we need to use those characters if they're still alive and so i'm like yes please use him in the way that's meant to be used to you know add on to the story mm-hmm. and cause like some kind of connection with the audience you know we're not he's not an accessory because that's why i felt like he was in doctor strange i think that's why with a lot of the characters in that i, I could not get into that movie because it's just yeah. It just felt disconnected with his characters. And now that we're in this stage, in this phase, it's like, we're going to utilize more of the characters, but now I'm like, we're going to have to be reunited in a different way, you know, understand Rami's direction so that whatever action that they're choosing to do is going to affect us and be like, oh, we really like them or, oh, we hate them, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like we'll finally get that chance to see them play to their potential. Sure. But I mean, it's been so long that I even forgot that when they showed that scene with the uh, old girl, Rachel McAdams, I was like, who is she in this? Like, oh, right. <laughs> She's the love interest. I fully was like, why is she in this? And yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, they had a thing. And I'm like, oh, it's serious? been literally because her character yeah. was like, it was so long ago that you I'm like, oh, God. yeah. Because it's been literally Doctor Strange, the first movie mm-hmm. came out in 2016, you mean? 
Yeah. It's been that yeah. long, but and we they haven't had her seen in the any... what if thing too. Yeah, but guess what? They haven't had her in any if... of the MCU. Like they they haven't had Marlin, like they, they Marlin, haven't discussed Marlin, her at least Marlin's... in Thor. They talked about Natalie Portman's know. character a bunch of times. It's a stretch for me that you no, no, no. forgot Eamon, completely Eamon, that she Thor, existed. Eamon, in Thor, did after they not if, bring up I, Natalie Portman's character Eamon. over and over again? Is, after, like they kept bringing up like, oh, what if thing, the, so. the what if part? She was a major factor in that series. But at the same time, this is the what if because because what if what if explored more of the characters? We're talking about live MCU. You. Yeah. She was not involved in any time Doctor Strange was around. I he was, never said anything about her. No no you know, the absolute <laughs> one, long. And we knew about Mordo because we knew he was out yeah. there. But for the love of his life, he never said never anything. Mentioned like, her. If he was going to die, he didn't never. be like, oh, I could have said something to her. Last movie, Spider Man, he didn't. Like, it's like he forgot about her and now she's back in his life. And we're like, Okay, how are y'all like? Aiming this just goes back into Marvel not doing great with female characters. This just goes back into that bank of them not doing exactly. great with this character. I, but I like, still literally. disagree with you that you should have remembered because Why that doesn't make any sense to me. Her character because she was in What awesome. If. <laughs> her character Aiming, was Aiming. not her. Her character was. was. It was still the character. It's the same thing. How, what <laughs> impact does what it have on the I'm whole done. thing? Let's what move impact? on. Let's go on. Let's what move impact? On. It has zero <laughs> impact on the greater MCU storyline. Zero. I still disagree. Like, disagree. And we didn't know until What If came out. So if What If didn't come out, Marlon still would not have <laughs> still <wouldn't> remember. <laughs> also, let's, let's even, let's, let's take What If, let's take it back to the bare minimum. With Thor's character, with Captain America's character, they have in moments been whining about their love for this woman, even Tony Stark. They named the women that they are loving and like, oh, I miss her. Doctor Strange in his films has said nil about this woman. He hasn't said, oh, I miss her. I wonder how she's doing. He hasn't even dropped a care about her. Even in, in like, Some men don't emote, Marlon. Oh, my. Are you defending this behavior? I'm just saying. (laughs) That's the bar, everyone. That's the bar. I'm sorry. That's the bar, everyone. The bar is, as long as you think about me in your mind privately, it's okay. (laughs) You don't have to say it out loud. Sometimes that happens. That's sad. Doctor Strange is the worst person to be like paired to. Some people don't emote. They don't say I love you. Then they feel they love. They don't actually. They don't actively say it all the time. Oh God, this is true. Oh man, just saying just because you are that person doesn't mean all of mankind is the same. No, we're just saying there's other Marvel characters that do that. He's the only one that just does not. He's a representative of the, of the of this whole thing. I, uh, <laughs> I I've been with him the whole time, so this is just funny to me. Oh gosh! Oh, this is but I get what Marlon's saying because I feel the same. Oh, like I'm like, oh God. okay, hello again. You know, Squad but, divided. God, what's her name? Um, Wait, no, what's her name right now? What's the character's name in the in the movie? I mean, What's Richard McAdams' Christine. name in, in the movie? Raymond knew Chris- it. was staring. Oh, yeah. was blank in the face. I have been face. drunk all day, Marlon. What do you want from me? <laughs> that was evidence. Evie fully blank face. What's her name? That's not evidence at all. Chris McAdams. 
<laughs> it is even even without her name. I remember her character. Oh my god, this is getting so stupid. Can we please? Uh, can we please? So another trailer that's that came out I today. I don't remember her name. Uh, another trailer that dropped today. I don't know her name. Uh, was while we're on the subject so the of, uh, that we're gonna of talk thoughts about. That, <laughs> of people moving on. <laughs> We're moving on. Which one We're do you want on. to go about, Ray? Nope or Lord Yep, that sounds great. <laughs> we'll do both of them. <laughs> At the same time, I'm going to choose one. We're going to talk about Nope. I'll talk about Nope because that was another trailer that was earlier. Um, so we're, we here are big fans of Jordan Peele. Um, <laughs> we've covered all his movies or reviewed all his movies. So his third movie is coming out this year. It's called Nope. Uh, the trailer uh, was, you know, mysterious. It, it had the same uh, eerie, creepy this that we were like, that doesn't look right. Had a lot of great actors that we like mm-hmm. in weird situations. And then he had another twist of a classic, uh, like a classic hit from, you know, our Black history. And then he twisted it and made it creepy again. And I was just like, I didn't know you could make that song creepy so too. At it. So I... I just I when his, when a trailer of his stuff comes out, I look forward to it because I'm like, what songs he's gonna choose this time, you know? What's it gonna be? Um, but as far as his movie, I'm like, is this an alien horror? Like, it's it's so mysterious. I like we saw it, like you see I think it, it is. and then you're like, I mean, it does give you the feeling of hell no. Like, I don't like this. This makes me feel uncomfortable. But it's like, what is it about? We don't know. And that's how it's trailers aliens. should always be made. Like. Aliens. The, the the first trailer incorporated all his old films. I know someone was talking about it online about how maybe because it's included in this in the initial trailer, they're all connected somehow. I think the only issue is that it's Daniel Kaluuya is I don't know how that would thing. work. Unless Daniel Kaluuya makes variant. Unless Daniel Kaluuya is like variant. talks about his ex girlfriend in some weird way, then it's like, oh, maybe these are connected. <gasps> Oh my gosh! You really oh, think that my possible? white girlfriend is really trying to connect it, and he makes a, and he makes a throwaway line, maybe. <laughs> but I do feel like these these might be separate films. But that'd be dope. If he was just like, yeah, that I had to get crazy. away and get and get on this farm. You know, my ex girlfriend was. Wild. I don't. If that happens, that'd be I, cool. But I think it's gonna I be really, separate. <laughs> I don't need Jordan Peele to add on to the list of movies to go multiverse in the 2020s. Like I, I really don't. I really, I really need to be a singular movie. <laughs> you really gotta connect, Ray. You know it is somehow, I hope some it way. Doesn't. I hope it. I hope it just stays. Hey, these are all separate and fun so things. Because if we got the Jordan Peele universe, and it's just another thing that they're like cashing in. It was first it was the dark universe, I, then it was some other monster universe. Let's just have movies that are just separate and fun. I'm really right. hoping this uh, that these aliens but, in this movie look uh, like really weird and just like they don't feel like they fit almost to give the nope vibe like a little bit more extra credence that just like or just people just looking at them and just being like no what what is nope. this what are these little things that yeah they they look like they're gonna be real small uh, based on that one scene so I'm just I'm curious what they're gonna look like. Mm. Yeah, I, and yeah. I think there was like also like a like a, a fake out where it looked like there was like a burn victim woman who had her shawl over her face and then it like came up and you just see teeth. And so I'm like, oh, is that like, yes. is it like a fake out? Like this is just someone who just happened to have like an unfortunate event happen and they just don't have a face anymore. Is this a part of the overall like scene? I don't know, but uh, yeah, scared. it's going to be fun. And they got Kiki Palmer in it. I'm like, yo, Kiki. Kiki, I'm so happy this. she's in this movie. She's going to just, 
ah, I love her. She's just really going to shine in this movie from the good moments and the bad moments. I know, like, I'm just going to be with her the entire screen. I'm just, I'm with her. Like, you know, um, I am curious because I was like thinking um, if the aliens, if, in a way, and we kind of talked about this last week with Animorphs. Why Animorphs is creepy is because of those, you know, those slime-like worms that get in your head. I'm nervous it's, like, connected to that. Where mm. There are aliens that somehow get into people's bodies and morph them or change them. And so they're going to look so weird and just eh. And they're going to have, like, some kind of scene where they attack the body and get inside the body. I'm going to I'm going to lose them. I'm going to be like, I don't like this. But I'm going to keep watching. And I feel like I... I wouldn't be surprised if that was a type of creature in this movie because I don't know. I, I'm speaking from being a black person that not like at all aliens. That's the worst kind of alien to me. It's basically the Animorphs type alien. <laughs> Good to your brain. <laughs> nope. All right. Well, I mean, looking at it, like I, I, I watched it a few times because there was a scene that fully confused me because I had to look at it again. There was a scene where it looked like the pupil of an eye almost, but like there was like a string flowing down. Mm. And then if you look at like the um, yeah. the image of like the, the poster, it's like a cloud with a string coming down from it. And then of course, so that scene where Kiki gets pulled into the air. Uh, like I'm wondering if it's going to be some kind of weird hole in the sky that's pulling people through it. Um, and also Jordan Cole also likes to include weird things. Like he included a bajillion wacky inflatable flailing arm men. And I don't yeah. know what the point of that is but they, they, they seem to like be a part dance. of the plot because it's like all deflate and i'm like what is this all about jordan these all these wacky label <laughs> flailing arm men across all these scenes everyone's gonna uh, die I'm like, so. yeah i'm like are they the this- creatures are we gonna find out that they just like get up and like have little legs are walking around this is gonna be the movie that M. Night Shyamalan wished he made I just feel like uh, that. I feel like this is a movie where he wished signs was or something and he's gonna be like damn it he did so good and I'm like he this is the movie a lot I of things. Kat. I know but I feel like if it involves this type of sci-fi into it I feel like cause M. Night just likes to do that too but I feel like from both ends of the spectrum he's really gonna be like Oh, that's a good movie. I want to make Let that to too. Like, I mean, it could be like an ET type thing because there's like a little child like dapping up a creepy hand. I mean, we're gonna see. It could be an alien invasion. Like, there's like a full scene. Where, like, there's this really weird, like gnarled hand and like a little tiny baby face. And I'm like, this baby dapping up this alien. Like, yo, how's it going? Welcome to Earth. Like, I don't know. Uh, but it looks interesting. I'm excited to even have Steven Yuen in this movie. So, yes, I mean... so happy to see so, him. This is Jordan Peele's, like, third movie as well. And, like, he's consistently always, like, dropping stuff. Like, his advertisement piece attached to his films, I think, are always really good. Um, with Get Out, it was just, like, the title for a while. Then it was just, like, the eye with the tear. Um, with Us, it was, like, a bunch of, like, rabbits involved in and like scissors. in scissors it was like what is this about mm-hmm. and then it was just us people were like is it us is it like us like it's an acronym right so i just love how he just dropped just nope was the title for a while nope in a black background then it was nope in a cloud with the string no background mm-hmm. still and even in this like we're walking away with still nothing but just visuals of what this could be and i think it's just a testament to the fact that this man just creates this really awesome like bodies of work that I'm looking forward to seeing and he's stepping into the alien world he's stepping into alien horror now potentially so this is like a a 
different kind of genre, but still within the wheelhouse of like horror-esque type stuff. And they'll probably take a note from Signs where it's like, you don't get to see the, the, the little alien to like the last minute where it's like, great, that's like the best part about this film is you can't see them. And then you do see them. Hopefully he doesn't drop the bag like in Signs where it's like, these things look ridiculous. Uh, so <laughs> hopefully we don't get that thing of like, oh, that's a letdown. That looks not scary at all. Or maybe that's I mean, the whole like, part about it. Maybe we see it. I think it. I'm kind of hoping it is almost because how else do you? It's hard to do aliens without that situation coming up. Because I feel like even uh, mm-hmm. a Quiet Place got some recognition about that. Once it was all said and done, and you finally saw the creatures, people were kind of like, "Yeah." And so it's hard to make aliens look like they make sense in a horror movie. So you he, you kind of have to play True. the trope a little bit. Um, Use and Jordan Peele knows how to play the trope. I just my only worry here is we get we're about to get into the territory of when M Night Shyamalan started falling off was around his third fourth movie. So do, will Jordan yep. Peele be able to keep it up? Here's here's the testament. He'll wait, each one that progresses. We gotta we gotta question it again. We'll see in July. Man, I believe it. <laughs> I do too. It will still be great, and and I mean, it has a solid cast. Just would act. They have they're really great actors, and I feel like oh man, with the even with the wackiest things happening, I'm not gonna be like this sucks. I'm gonna be like that was interesting, but like Damn. at least it'll just be interesting, you know. Mm, it will um, be. But now I'm thinking about like what's like if Jordan Peele does go down this track, what's his Lady of the Lake gonna be? <laughs> What's his? Don't <laughs> now you're gonna be like, and what's his village? That film. Yeah, I said I. I saw two minutes and then I stopped. I was watching with my mom, and my mom hey. was really angry. And I, I was like, "What's wrong?" And she was just so mad. I was like, "She's really I, upset at this film." <laughs> there is a lot about that movie I will not defend. Um, I didn't hate it as much as, as everyone else hated it, but um, I think the, in hindsight, the worst part of that movie was that he made himself the like the godlike prophet of the universe, right. and I was just right. like, "What?" Wait, is, he did? Is, yeah, he was a yes, writer. Yes, he was the writer that was changing like the world this- with his writing, and he played that character in the movie. So, like, he was Harvey Suzumiya, basically. Um, like it was, it was. Just, it's just a little worrying when what? you make yourself that character in the movie yeah. that and didn't like directed. and like also that movie. Like the critic also got murdered because like the critics are only there to yeah. like scavenge <laughs> off the writers. And it's like, M Night, are you okay, my guy? Like, what's going on right now? Right. She was mad. <laughs> he was like, the he critics are the bad upset. people, but the writers save the world. <laughs> well, I didn't know he did that, so he was really literally getting back at the critics. That's that's the reason he made that movie. <laughs> Like my Maybe. guy, like you can't make a film about yourself. You can't do this. You do. Remember that. I am a god, and y'all gonna die. What you do? Get but I heard. But I heard. Movie about this. But I heard. Speaking of gods, that there's they got that Lord of the Rings trailer popping out here. Yes, Ray. I'm so glad you mentioned it because this show. We've been waiting for this show for what three years, four. Ever since they mentioned it was going to be a TV show. It's been a long. It was in talks for a long time. This was oh, in talks since when Game of Thrones was around. Like it was around. Um, 
when Game, like the last season of Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. So that's when they've been talking. So finally, after all this waiting, um, after a week of showing us like 25 posters of 25 <laughs> different characters on the show, because <laughs> why not? And, you know, seeing the artwork and more people being involved, we finally get a 60 second teaser trailer of the show. Now, just to remind you, we just went through uh, the Wheel of Time show on Amazon, which, you know, was mixed reviewed because people were like, eh, I like the book, but da da da. And this was almost like Amazon's test toward being fantasy. But the one thing, the difference between these two books or these two TV shows is that a lot of the original cat or a lot of the, rest of the original crew took part in making this uh, show. Mm-hmm. And it's the most expensive TV show in history right now. It's like hundreds of millions of dollars being put on the show. This show only has eight episodes for this first season. And the first two episodes are going to be like three hours long. Just, just to give you guys mm. some clarity of what we're dealing with. Like, My body is Lord ready. Of the, Lord of the Rings was epic in its own way when Peter Jackson was around bringing out these movies. But the TV show, they're like, we're going to continue this epicness and then keep going higher. Um, so as far as what the trailer showed, it was, again, perfectly teaser trailer. It was showing a lot of the a lot of leaders that we know from Lord of the Rings the, the that time. So Lord of the Rings is in the third age. The second age is is what the show is in. So this was like before Sauron was how we knew him. He was like a person and stuff. And so we're dealing with people from all different groups, you know, men, elves, hobbits, all that, all over. They all have a part to play. A lot of the characters that we do know, like Galadriel, Elrond, we get to see them in their younger stages. Um, we get to go more into different elves and boars that we didn't really get to look at or or we only heard about in the movie or read about in the books we get to see them in action and of course the man of the dark sauron we get to finally see how he kind of pushed things and start things to basically got us where to you know the hobbit lord of the Rings. so mm-hmm. it's a lot to take in because it's tolkien and why not but for them to take the time to kind of adopt this into a show is great but again this is eight episodes and the story is like a combination of just his- like Tolkien history, a lot from Maryland, a lot of just everything. And they literally made a whole show out of this. So it's like, this is an adapted original story, if you want to say, hmm. um, because no one has ever really took the time to kind of write in like one volume book mm-hmm. of the second age. It's like, you're taking, like, this is someone, if you were doing a research project, this is, this is the project basically because this is this is years of research from all the writings but what's really exciting is seeing all the different characters um a lot of fans are just excited because we have only heard about like for example the we all know wizards in this world they're known by color and rank um in this age, in this story, we get to talk about the Blue Wizards. And we never, we only hear about the Blue Wizards like twice. If you look into Tolkien history, um, all we know is that they're kind of like, like, they don't, they're not supposed to influence anything, but they are supposed to help move things along. But they failed a lot. And so the Second Age, they did good in this in this time period, what they're doing right is good but the third age so the third age is you know where the means and stuff they failed so 
we get to kind of see maybe something happened along the way where we get to see them excel and then we get to see maybe someone gets influenced or whatever. I don't know. I'm excited because that's one thing in Lord of the Rings we never talked about is the wizards. Mm. We didn't really look into the wizard life. But at the same time, we get to look at all different types of hobbits. So hobbits living on the other side of the street and, and elves living on the other side of the street. So we're getting more into the darker elves and the darker hobbits. So we get to see more of that. We get to see more of the dwarven women that Gimli had talked about that had beards too, you know? So we get to see more diversity in a way and we get to see more of characters and groups of characters that we only read about or see drawings of and stuff. And um, as you know, it's going to be pretty, it's going to be exciting, it's going to be all fantasy based, but... You guys, I'm so excited, and I have nothing bad to say from what I've been seeing. Nice. I think Amy agrees. Yeah, I I mean, it, it was a very fast trailer. It was really pretty. There was no dialogue. I watched it like 10 times. <laughs> I'm sure you did. Uh, just, but yeah. <laughs> when does it come out again? The, the, September the 2nd. Oh, so far away. Okay. It's not that far. <laughs> when you think about it, you're like, yeah, that's far. Yeah, and then next you know it's August. We're like, oh my gosh. You know? Don't don't be speeding through this year. It's already fast that it's I'm February, not speeding okay? up. I'm just saying. Last year was like this where we're like, oh man, we can't wait to see baby something. Steps, baby steps. And then it came out and we're it was already summertime. Just think about when Some, all those Marvel TV shows back to back to back happened so fast. And now it's this year. Mm. I'm just saying. But yeah. Those are the trailer updates. Oh, you forgot a couple um, in there. Yeah, we, I mean, we got, do you want yeah, to? Yeah, we got Jurassic World Dominion with the return oh, yeah. of Laura Dern and Sam Neill. The trio and, and Jeff Goldblum, the trio is back together Jeff, again. Right, right, right. The trio I is forgot back. about that movie. <laughs> they are. And they are really think, pulling on that nostalgia boner. Like, we're going to get the whole right, game. Y'all going to watch this last one. Y'all going to watch this last one. We're going to pull everybody It back. wasn't going to work without them. I did not want another Jurassic movie. And I was with Amy where I was like, why? And then I saw them. I was like, crap. <laughs> now I have I to see them. Sam Neill. I love Sam Neill. <laughs> Do they have to bring back Chris Pratt? Can he just like go off to the ether? Do we have to bring well, him hey, back at all? I mean, I know little kids love dinosaurs. They didn't, truthfully. Said in this movie, I feel like no one cares. But I was like, oh, they're really banking on these on the, on the trio. Like they are really. They even put them face forward in a line of like, oh, look, they're together, huddling. Yes. Do you remember like, Jurassic Park? Yes. Look at this, they're yes. back, and it's like, all right, we know what's happening here. We know what's we we know it. We know what's you want happening. My money. Okay. You want that money. I, All right. I'm waiting. Got, also aiming no. a special surprise for us. If you got to see Archive 81, Mama Do Athe is in this as well. Remember the main character we, from Archive what's, 81? What's the what's the next Wait, uh, what? trailer there? Archive 81. Remember he was the main character. Yeah. yeah, so he's in this film as well. Yeah, I didn't see him. Yeah, okay. on IMDb cool. he's listed. He doesn't have him. a role yet, so it's probably going to be a surprise. Oh, oh, mysterious! Yeah, they have a couple people who just have cool. blank spots, so I'm I sure like they're going to be dropped in with a surprise later on. So we'll see what happens with them. Yeah, and then That's lastly, cool. we also have Lightyear, which they've decided they're going to oh, yeah. fully not do um, Buzz Lightyear. We're going gonna to make this a real thing. What if the world? Uh, was was like we just weren't on the planet Earth anymore, and Buzz Lightyear is about space raiders who are trying to find a hospitable environment for people to live and, and survive on, 
And it's like, oh, I thought this was going to be a tongue-in-cheek kind of cute space ranger. Oh, it's Zerg and the, the evil Zerg. Oh, it's just about he's a regular human being who's trying to save the world from perishing. The stakes have uh, got a little bit slightly higher for this for this film with uh, Chris Evans <laughs> as uh, Buzz Lightyear. Still playing Captain Yeah, Taylor I don't know Tom about that, but I'll wait for kids yeah. to tell me if it's good. And then I'll check it out. Was it worth it? Yeah. Was it worth it? Taika Waititi's in it, and so is Kiki Palmer. I know, but like, I just don't know these things. Like, you it looks interesting, James but Brolin. not something where I'm like, oh my gosh, I gotta see it, you know? So I'll wait true, true, to true. hear from the kiddo- the kiddos, and they're like, it's super cool, I love it, I'll watch it. If not, I'll wait, and then watch yeah. it, you know? I think the best part about it has been people uh, comparing the Buzz Lightyear trailer with, like, the Captain America trailer, and, like, there's, like, so much comparison of, like, <laughs> oh, you can tell that they were like, Chris Evans is Captain America, so we're gonna make this Buzz Lightyear trailer look very similar to Captain America the First Avenger. And I was like, oh, oh man. All right, internet, you did it again you did it again <laughs> yeah that's i think that's the reason why i was just like mm, i'll wait i just i don't know it seems very captain america and i'm like we just had that but okay captain america in space we basically that's basically this movie i mean pretty much yeah he was and then lastly that whole infinity war in game saga so it's his time to go out in space like everybody else is this true it's his time <laughs> Yeah, they're in space now. Nope, they're in space. And lastly, because I like to stir the pot of garbage, there's a Uh-oh. cheaper by the oh, dozen God. remake with Zach oh, yeah. Braff and uh, Gabriel Union, and it looks terrible. Ew. Are you going to watch it for Marlon's Corner? Please. <laughs> Even Marlon was like, no, no. Please don't. Please, please don't. don't. Yes, please. I don't. was like, no. Did they make four good. of these? Didn't they make four of these? Why are they making a reboot? No one wanted this. Nobody and now you got this, Zach honestly. Braff and Gabby Union. Like, y'all are trying to appeal an to an pairing. audience. Like, y'all are trying to appeal to an audience with these two people. It doesn't. It's such a weird pairing, but okay. Oh, God. It just looks looked... like they're baiting. Oh, absolutely. They're baiting. Uh, it just looks so <laughs> wild. Like, look, a mixed couple. Come watch. Wait, right, also, but I'm like, Gabriel, but why those two? Also, if you like, if you like Scrubs, it's Zach Braff. I do like. <laughs> it's just such a weird pairing. I just wasn't prepared, and I'm like, you know what, Marlon, I'll wait until you. Re- I know oh, you're gonna review this. God. Tell us how garbage it is, and if it's not garbage, uh, it's gonna be garbage. I mean, spoiler alert, it's not gonna be good. <laughs> I mean, this film gives me all the energy of introducing Daddy Daycare with Eddie Murphy. I'm like, this is garbage to be a terrible movie <laughs> it just has eddie murphy true. in it true well looking forward to that there we are Mm-mm-mm. but it was you know it was a great you know week for not just movie trailers uh cap but also video game trailers walk us through nintendo direct nintendo direct first of all i wasn't I didn't know they were happening until like a few days before. I was like, oh, crap. Okay, Nintendo. And then it happened. And a lot of people were kind of feeling mixed feelings about it. But some people, I feel like for some of the games, like the old games, like the, for at least for my friends, the our old RPG games, like Chrono, Chrono Cross and stuff coming back was exciting. But I mean, there are other exciting games that are coming out. I'm, I'm sure you're probably more familiar with Marlon. Um, but it was really short. And they just released a bunch and then they left. And I was like, oh. I respect Nintendo's 
like ability to know that everyone wants to see a Zelda trailer all the time. Everyone wants to see yes. uh, like a, this trailer all the time or, or whatever trailer. Everyone's always asking for the things that they want. Nintendo gets in there. They show you what they want to show you and they get out. And it is... It is yes. a Nintendo Direct. Like I respect their ability to just—they stay on task. They don't—they don't, they don't just pull you along and drag it out too long. They just get in. Here's the games we want to talk about, and mm-hmm. we'll talk about. You'll hear about Legend of Zelda when we're ready to tell you about Legend of Zelda. Good job, Nintendo. Everybody I, was like <laughs> hoping. They were hoping that was going to be Breath of the Wild too. They were like, "Can we get a trailer this early? Can we?" And then it happened. They were like, no. oh, "Next no. time." There's no update for <laughs> this at this time. Summer. Now, moving yeah. on. Fire Emblem. And it's just like, all right, cool. We got to Fire Emblem. Now. It's like, I love it. We didn't that ask for that, quick. but okay, let's, let's do this trailer. Right? <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I, I like that it was short. Yeah, yeah go for it. Or I was saying, like, I like that it's very to the point, very succinct. Like, cool, like, here's what we're delivering on and we're going to be out. Um, and I definitely feel like Nintendo, the Switch as a whole... There seems to be a large portion of them, like, great, we're going to be porting games to this to keep you here. So No Man's Sky is coming. Uh, um, GLaDOS is coming. Like, they're really, like, we're like we're trying to pull these games on here to kind of, like, fill the space. Because, like, I know a few people who are, like, selling their Switch. Like, cool, like, I don't play this as much as I used to. Like, I, I, don't, I don't use it. And so I think they're really trying to, like, we're going to bring stuff in here so you can play it more. Like, we're, like, getting this. We're getting that. And I think for me, the one, I think maybe the top thing that got my attention was... My boy Kirby's coming back, and apparently we can see what that mouth do because now he can swallow a full sedan. And yes, just, and he just drives with the sedan in his mouth. And I grew up thinking that he just swallows something whole, but apparently he can't get through uh, a Chevy Eldorado because he's just like, oh, I can't, I can't do it. I just got, I just got to hold it in my mouth. I'm gonna drive around. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Kirby's back. All right, Kirby, let's, hey. let's do it. I was like, all right, Kirby. I, this Kirby, game, like, also, this Kirby like, game does look really good. I'm excited for it, too. Right? It's been a minute since I played Kirby, so I'm like, yo, okay, bring this back. This was a fun time in life where, like, every other year there was a cool Kirby game coming out. Like, I like Kirby. He was really dope. So I'm liking they're bringing him back. I also like that they decided, what about the weed and people, like, Oh yeah, Wii Sports. We're bringing back Nintendo Switch Wii Sports, and I was like, "That's fair." I remember that being a thing that people were like, people didn't even care about games for a minute. They were just playing Wii Bowling for a a good group time. (laughs) Like, yeah, yeah, that that that, you know that makes sense. This is actually a good investment. They even went all in by having like the CEO play uh, volleyball with someone on the the thing, and like true to what Raymond was saying. They're only going to show you things that they want to show you. And like, cool, we have time to play volleyball real quick. And I was like, all right, y'all. We're not going to talk about Zelda, but we got time to a quick set of volleyball. <laughs> Bump set. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, and then we get uh, the, they're doing Mario Kart booster court booster cart passes or something like that and i was very confused for a minute as to what that was and you might have to like just potentially pay for courses no it's a lot of tracks they are okay i was like almost 50 tracks to mario kart 8 over the next year and 
nice. you don't have to pay for any of them if you're already paying for the expansion pass online thing that has mm. Nintendo 64 mm. and some other stuff. You don't have to pay for any of those tracks. You just get them. Uh, but if you don't have that, then yes, they cost some some cash. I think it was 25 oh. for the whole pass or something like that. Mm. Yearly? No, it's just that just just that one time twenty five for all the forty eight tracks that they're doing. Oh wow! So if you okay. like Mario Kart, here's a huge extension to this game. Basically, mm-hmm. I feel like them saying we won't be releasing Mario Kart nine for another couple years, so don't oh, uh, yeah. be expecting it. Is basically what gotcha. that announcement was. It's going to be a cool minute. Also, if you're a fan of soccer, there's Mario Soccer. Oh man. Don't don't did Mario Strikers. Did you ever play a Mario Strikers game? I never played it. Uh, I honestly was like, oh, there's a it's soccer so game. So much fun. It's I played oh. a ton of the Wii one that had just oh. you had little moves and little trick shots and everybody. If you love a Mario Party game, you'll you'll appreciate some Mario Strikers for a little bit of time. You might not super get into it where like you played a bunch, but if you've ever played Mario Golf and been like, oh yeah, this was fun, you 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 get the same enjoyment out of out of Strikers. Man, and it looks like this is a really big game. You can play up with like eight people, and there's also like an online club where you could play with up to twenty people. Uh, so it looks like a really good investment, honestly. Like, cool, like we're, this is like our multiplayer community game where people can come and just play. It's awesome. So, like, it looked dope. Like I, I like that it went from like looking very, yeah. And I feel like it, it's like the sport around the world so it's a good investment to have uh and i do like how it went from like the typical like upgraded like 3d model to like the really like kind of like graphic uh aggression whenever they do like a cool like strike a kick i was like oh this is actually a cool looking game like this this looks dope and of course Mm -hmm. obviously they're uh doing splatoon 3 or they're like adding some more stuff to splatoon so that's coming as well i don't really play splatoon but for folks who play splatoon (laughs) There's cool this stuff for you. coming. It's on the way. And if you play Xenoblade Chronicles, that Xenoblade part. Chronicles I'm 3. For that. I do want to play Xenoblade Chronicles again. I saw that and I saw Chrono Cross and I was like, okay, Switch, you might have me back because I have not been playing my Switch in months. But now I'm like, I saw like to pre-order and I'm like, mm. okay. And they're going to be, it's like $20. And I'm like, mm, okay. Might have to back into that. Might have. <laughs> yeah, but uh, they also, I think they mostly were just saying like, hey, we're, we're bringing this game in. So it definitely was like showcasing cool stuff that they have, but also really saying we're also investing. Like, unlike all these other companies who are like acquiring studios, we're just porting things in. We're like paying for the port. We're playing for this. This, this is coming over. This is coming over. Just hold on to your switch. We're, we're bringing things to you. You're going to like it a lot. So that's what's happening in the world of Nintendo Direct. Yep. Shout out to Nintendo. Still being Nintendo after all these years. They're not going to acquire anybody. They're like, no, no, no. We're sticking true to ourselves. Because that, that makes them money. And they're like, why, why should we go in a direction that's new when we can just push out our cash cows over and over again? True, true. <sighs> okay well the exciting thing about this now is finally we can dive into discussing analyzing and reviewing um the book of boba fett that came on disney plus oh yeah um, and you know since mandalore this was the mandalorian uh spinoff show it kind of 
uh, kind of went sideways in season two of Mandalorian, and it became this whole season of Boba Fett. Um, it almost a whole season like, of Boba Fett. <laughs> Right, right. I was like, oh, it's a spinoff show. And then I was like, why am I so involved now? Like, it's like, I thought, you know, it was going to be cut and dry. No, it was not. Um, there were, I feel like, a lot of just interesting things from seeing other Star Wars shows and movies and then seeing it in this where I was just like, hmm, so that's what it's like, you know? Um but at the same time, I mean, I think for me, I do, I kind of want to talk about f- some parts of why I, it could have been better. Like, again, a lot of fans of Star Wars, like, we love Star Wars and stuff, but we are getting kind of tired of just being the same section over and over and over again and dealing with characters that was, I mean, still dealing with Skywalker, but like, still in that time. And I think that's why for the next couple of shows in the future, we're kind of going more outside of that a Mm. little bit, which I'm looking forward to. But for me, that was like a part of what I didn't like about the show. It's like, okay, we're still in Tatooine. We're still dealing with Scott. We're still, uh, okay. I was just tired, you know, especially since I thought we were moving on. But at the same time, I did like the characterization of characters and how it became more of like a, rat tag bunch of people that united under Boba Fett that basically it was a whole seven samurai situation where he's like I come to protect this town from the bad people who take away from everybody you know type of storyline so I appreciate that and the action was a lot we got I feel like we got way more action than we did in um the Mandalorian at least for the finale for me it was a lot of action and I was just like I didn't see that in a lot of Mandalorian, like, Mandalorian had consistent action, but I mean, like, the whole episode was just fighting. <laughs> and it ended. And I was like, wow. Okay. Um, but yeah, again, my favorite my favorite episodes, at least, was, of course, when it didn't become Boba Fett. It just became a prologue of season three of Mandalorian when we get more into Rogu and, and the Darksaber and, like, all that. That's my favorite part of the season, which I think is hilarious because it literally took, what, two and a half episodes of his own show to show what Mando was doing with Grogu and his future and then set it up for season three that's apparently coming out this year. So I'll let y'all handle it. Like, what were your thoughts? How did you feel? <laughs> I was like, this is a great show. And it got better. Like, the, I'm not gonna lie. The first two episodes, I was like, it's it's decent. And then it mm-hmm. got better. Um, but what did you guys think? Uh, yeah, I liked it. I think at a certain point... I think there are several points where I kept asking myself, why does why does Boba Fett want to be in charge again? I kept like asking myself, what like why does he want this? And I think there was an episode where they were, like where I think Finnick asked him, like, why do you want to be in charge? And his response was like, why not? And I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. I can kind of see it. But also like, but why do you like what's like your motivation behind all of this? Like, do you is it because like you just want to do it? Like he just seemed to kind of go with the flow. And mm-hmm. even when like there were moments where they were asking, like, cool, like, do you want to, like, give up the spice trade? And he was like, yeah. And the Phoenix, like, that's our major money maker. He was like, let's just do it. I'm like, all right, are you just doing this for the plot sake? Or do you as a character, like, are you fully right. saying I as a character want this because of X, Y, Z reason? And I, th- I don't think we ever got there, but it's fine. It's fine for a, like, a, a short little thing about him wanting to take power, being here, how he wants to be a good leader, a kind leader. That was really interesting. Um 
I like that they were able to like bring in uh, some really cool uh, individuals. Like we got a chance to see Young Boba Fett. We got a chance to see um, some Nightwing assassins. We got a whole like Tuscan scene, you know, like the Tuscan community uh, and what mm, that looks like, like. Uh, mm-hmm. and just how uh, like these characters that we see in the other Star Wars films that are that are more or less kind of like oh those are like the evil people that are just like angry that you know we got to see them kind of flesh out and see them have characterization uh we got a chance to see the wookies and the gamorans that relationship we got a lot of like back lore uh and i honestly think i agree i think the best episodes for this season were the last three um not only Mm -hmm. because they talked about the mandalorian and grogu but also because we got a chance to see cad bane uh i was so when I saw that that full Western scene, I was like, I swear to God, that's Cad Bane. I swear to God, that's, I'm gonna lose my mind. Like if he's walking through the desert in this old Western, I was like, oh y'all got me, y'all got me, y'all got Cad Same. Bane. I can't hate on this. I can't hate on this Cad Bane. This is dope. Um, we, I think like there are just small moments like that, like that that I think make my overall impression of the thing higher. But I will say, mm-hmm. I think what it was missing for me is just like the why for Boba Fett. Like, if it was a revenge story, I can rock with that. But it seemed like once he was told revenge, there wasn't really a plan. It was like, I just want to rule and be a nice ruler. And I was like, all right. Right. Cool, Boba. He could have not known that... He didn't know what the Pikes were doing after, you know, when he came to that town and stuff. He didn't know what they were doing. So it's interesting that everything lined up to actually give him motivation to why... He wanted to, not like why he wanted to be a leader, but later on, further down, when he heard that they were in town, oh, this is the reason why I became a leader, and this is the reason why we're stopping the spice trade. I'm like, but you didn't know why before. And it is interesting why. Like, why Why would he, is it because he missed being part of community and, a tri- and contribute to the community and then actually being the protector of that community? It's like, if that was the reason, we didn't really, we saw that, but we didn't connect that to his motivation for why he was doing what he was doing because even if it was just looking at him sideways like why are you doing this i was like girl i don't know why he's doing it too he was just going with the flow and then everything worked out i i feel like they did a very poor job of maintaining his motivation throughout the show um the motivation that Mm -hmm. i got Mm -hmm. from what they were trying to show us was that he was uh he he felt like he had a new lease on life because he literally should have died um was one Mm -hmm. and so being with the tuscan raiders Mm -hmm. he 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 they they let him be part of his community and they showed him a path to so giving him a purpose in life and then kind of sort of like they showed him family they gave him they gave him his life back and then he can't i don't remember why he oh he left to go uh protect to try and protect them better to go talk to the pipes to to try and protect them better and then they came and then he came back to tell them that there was problems and to try and fix helping that and they were dead and so like Mm -hmm. then he was like well fuck Tatooine there needs to be order here was what I understood from that Mm because they spray painted the things and he saw the other people getting attacked in Tatooine and so he felt like there needs to be order here there's Mm -hmm. not order here and then I think that's in that time period is when he found Finnick and she was and she helped him and helped him you know find some space there and stuff because she they didn't he That whole thing didn't start with him taking over Boba Fett's land then. He only came in to get his ship. And then he dipped. 
mm-hmm. and like he went out in the universe. So yeah. that's the part that I'm like, why? I agree with y'all a little bit on the like, why did you then come back for this? And I guess because you still felt like you owed the Tuscan Raiders, and so that's one. Of, that's the biggest reason why he's there is is the Raiders. But um, they they did kind of drop mm-hmm. the ball on a little bit of like maintaining that throughout the show. They kind of just kind of like left it there down to the point where like in that last fight with Cad Bane, when he pulls, <laughs> he uses the staff to beat him. And I'm about to talk mm-hmm. about that last episode later. I'm going to let Marlon finish okay, his thoughts, okay. but, uh, but oh, that I almost, I had to rewind a little bit. Cause I was like, did he even have his staff on him before that? fight scene like right? where did it even come it from like and it, no but and it was nowhere. there so this brings me to my longer rant of i i had a lot of the same thoughts as y'all uh it it it, it was a slow burn I didn't think people should have been hating on it the way they were hating on it at the beginning of it. Um, it was a slow True. burn, but honestly, the best episode was when it turned into Mandalorian, and then we start. It started. It started at least getting towards that conclusion, and I thought that was the worst conclusion I have seen out of any show, out of any Disney Plus show. I that was hard, that was the worst conclusion I've seen. Um, there was uh, there was two droid things with shields. Um, and they, one of them on one side was chasing people, and he had a he had a huge berth of like twenty people running in a wide street. Did anyone get shot in that sequence? Nobody got shot. No in that one sequence. got nope. shot. Then on the other the side of Tatooine, you have the well, same exact droid <laughs> module uh, chasing Amy Sedaris and the Mandalorian, moving at a fast, much faster speed than people running, and it's also the same twenty foot distance away from them the whole time, hitting nothing. I was just like, "What kind of Star Wars nonsense is this?" You're right; it's Star Wars. They, they're star, always it's doing it, logic. and it's and I, that's, that's <laughs> my name today is is target practice. <laughs> Because apparently the entire okay, Star Wars universe <laughs> needs target practice. You shoot a door and it locks or it opens. Yeah, I don't. And, and so I, oh, I, I, I couldn't. Damn. That last episode, there was a lot I couldn't unsee. Do you remember um, uh, <laughs> Homeboy, right Homeboy Blue damn. Power Rangers, Cyborg guy? Yep. He, yep. he was there. Guys, do you remember, if, if that, if you do you remember his little it. spin move? When he, there was a point with like some of the pipes came around the corner. He, it was, it had, it was like the worst cut I have ever seen. He, he starts to pull his gun out with his left, with his right hand to shoot. And then they cut the camera and he does a whole 360 movement before shooting with this thing. And I swear there was a shot yep. over him over that time yep. period. And I was just like, what is happening in this episode? Because they're holding up. <laughs> Craston and it's the other girl and then they hear the people and then he lets go and does a full and does that power through and I was like why are you doing that you wasted so much time on that spin like that was there like was just, just, just turn just turn and shoot this power whole like vibes. it's morphin time spin it was, was unnecessary well, they had the it was the uh, uh, jet the vehicles. Like, also, I have t- yeah, two and things. They were all multicolored. In like, that world, on. they went to show how dirty it was. Why do they have the most pristine and vibrant ass bicycles in that entire town? Everything is dusty and dirty and used, and they have the most untouched bikes I've ever seen. They were glistening <laughs> driving down the street. And two, the Sima Cadbane. He goes in to tell them, "Don't come and help this guy." And he kills the, the, the sheriff. And I'm like, 
Now they are going to go help this guy. Right. <laughs> he was fully going to have to have this hard discussion where they probably would have told him no. And then you go there, you give them motivation to I, show I up think, now. I think, but I'm thinking he's thinking that that town was so weak that they were scared of him that they wouldn't even dare. Like he didn't, he didn't know the back, yes. he didn't know the backstory of this town. He's just thinking, oh well, they're sheriff. They're not going to do anything. So now they're going to just stay in their home. But because we do their backstory we know that's gonna make them do it more i feel like what what makes that not work is the fact that they fully were able to flip like the town bosses off camera like they were able to know cool like they're probably gonna have a meeting we can still flip them yet they had no data on this it seemed like it was villain 101 or i'm gonna overextend my hand to where this these people now have to respond like these people are the how mary these people are the at dawn face the west will like ride these are these people and instead of just like (laughs) leaving them alone knowing that there's already this like untrust they then decide to force the hand that is going to make them do a thing like this this sheriff is not like, he seemed to know, oh, you're the sheriff, people like you, I'm giving you a message. Like, they seem to have a lot of information on his character as a whole, and it's like, if you had that information, then you should know choosing to get rid of this big figure in town is going to elicit the response of which you do not want. And y'all have planned everything. Y'all have planned literally every part of this plan, and the one part where y'all are like, let's just give it a how and Mary was like, let's just mess with these people who could potentially turn the tide of this fight. They, I mean, yeah. They picked wrong. I, I picked really kind of wanted to see uh, Cad Bane and Finnick Shan have a moment and a rematch because uh, that would have been I dope. I wanted that too. That would have been uh, dope. But that that wasn't meant to be. Um, I did <laughs> like at least Boba Fett riding the Rancor. That was pretty cool. That was That um, was cool. That was dirty. Uh, I was surprised it was the whole like rancors are pit bulls. I suppose <laughs> like so a rancor is a pit bull. Like I was surprised that they're actually really nice creatures. They're just like a really I'm like, oh <laughs> so we're fully changing all oh, the yeah. things that we know about yeah. rancors yeah. as being like savage. No, no, no. Rancors <laughs> imprint upon whichever human they see. I'm like, what's that? What's happening? Y'all make these creatures seem less, less angry. And I was like, nah, nah, nah. They're like puppies. If they get your scent and you rub their bellies. They'll listen to you, and they're not scary <laughs> at all. <laughs> Star Wars, stop uh, doing this. Star Wars, stop explaining things and making them less out. cool. You did it with the Minotaurians, they do it with Rancors. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're right. Shout out to my boy Grogu uh, being MVP at least two times in that fight. Um, Thank you. Yes. So uh, you know, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to his descent into the dark side. That'll be great. Yeah. Um, I, I, like I love how Roku was like, "Listen, y'all are cool, but I don't mess with y'all like that." Like my man brought me a t-shirt. Nope. I'm gonna go be with my man's. He he brought me a fitted shirt. This man knows my size. I'm gonna go. That, my size. Like that light table, That's dope. But this man made me something. That's like from your old homie who looks like me. Loki racist. I'm gonna take this shirt and be out. I mean, Luke was going down that path. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, you remind me of someone. He was a good friend of mine. I'm like, mm, okay, Luke. Yeah, I, you I'm, too could be like him. You can be like and I'm him. like, why are we training him in the old ways? You because should be trying to be like. That's how he was trained. That's how he was trained. And 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 I and like that's a whole discussion. There was this whole um, discussion I saw online about 
like you know Luke being a part of that, and again, you know, future down the line, you don't like, you know, why he found people because he was just so consistent in the old teachings, and it's like that's why some students were just like, you know, forget this, we don't want to do this, we have our own thoughts, and I feel like Groby was like his like first student, <laughs> he he couldn't commit, so it's like I feel like that should have been a reflection for Luke, but it wasn't yeah. unless they're gonna change something else. On this, on the, in, the, in this timeline, I don't know. Yeah, we'll but see. The fact that again, Grover was just like, "I'm gonna go where you know that's my dad," and he made. I know what this mm-hmm. is. And I know what. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he knew the material, but if he knew the material, then I'm like, he, he knew going. he had to go back because yeah. he knew like that's important to Mandalore culture. So he's picking up memories, Gro- you know. Grogu's showing up and just. Got to be. I want to see my dad. But he even the fact that we saw so much progress in like two episodes of him, I was I don't know. I feel like a proud auntie. I'm like, look at him. He's coming into his ways. He's been practicing. He knows how to. He walks better. Like, oh, I'm so proud of his progress. Little puppeteers. Like, don't you mess with my dad? This honestly (laughs) reminds me of what I wanted when I I thought about when I watched it, which is that. Star Wars is an amazing thing that I hope other movies pick up on, which is practical effects. Practical effects over CGI any day. They look so much better. Like as much as Cad is super blue, it would have looked ridiculous had he been CGI'd. I appreciate the lengths they went to fully give this person a prosthetic face that includes like the the hooks in his face, that includes Mm -hmm. his hat, Mm -hmm. uh, the rancor for a certain point where they were like up close to his face was good, like a good practical effect. Like this was done, I think, very well in this show. And I I think Star Wars is just known to just do that. So I hope that other films pick this up. If you put in the time, it's gonna look better. We could watch this film five years from now, it'll still hold up. CGI five years from now will not hold up. It'll look really gross and really like this is out of place. Even with like Mando flying his new ship, like he was testing it. I don't know. I got so hyped. Like it was real. Like I was like, yeah, it's like when you're, you know, he was trying out his Liberty. They always got to connect it back to to the original trilogy. They always got to. Do you remember this uh, ship that uh, Anakin might have gotten in? Maybe, maybe not. This could potentially be the ship that he rode when he was trying to catch that assassin. It could be. It could not be. It looks the same. I'm like, y'all, we can have things that don't have to be connected. But like, we had had a prequel reference in that. That was amazing. Because uh, as soon as I saw that Naboo Starfighter, I got real hype. Uh, we had Fallen Order references in Book of Boba Fett True. that hadn't happened before. Um, we got Cad Bane. We got uh, more Ahsoka. Um, they did a they did a pretty good job of spreading out across a across a bunch of the Star Wars ethos to like hit a lot of things. They they I agree. They that part I appreciate. The last three. This honestly Fans was surprising. Seem so mad about this series, like because I, a lot of I hate think for it, and I was like, I don't get be, it. Because <laughs> this is it. the first time they have really gone into who is Boba Fett. Um, they have touched on it a little bit in Clone Wars. I know you've, even you said you've seen some more. I think you've at least seen Kid Boba Fett in that at least I'm in once, probably right by now. now. Okay, yeah, so Kid like um, they've done some Boba Fett, but this is like live action Boba Fett like Mm -hmm. it is is different and I think Boba Fett had a fan base that never made any sense because this man had no lines Mm -hmm. he just walked around in a cool looking outfit and he got 
he like people people respected him in the universe is where we get the great mm-hmm. Boba Fett uh, uh, line from Han Solo and like he mm-hmm. just he he never really did anything and then he got knocked in the starlight pick and then he became this weird legend that doesn't make any sense why he became the legend he became until Robot Chicken Robot Chicken he portrayed died. him as a great person oh, and uh, Robot, Robot Chicken made him that's amazing <laughs> no that's after that was before that's that's not the same that's oh, yeah, not that the same thing Homer from YouTube <laughs> yeah uh, but, <laughs> I remember that but, and Robot Chicken he was pew 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 I'm Boba Fett I am the man I'm the sexiest man in the universe look at me I'm Boba Fett like he was he was fantastic um, but this Boba Fett is not what those fans were ready for this was the mm. I am turning a new leaf on life. I'm I'm trying to be more calm and peace and mm-hmm. like yada 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 like very indigenous kind of feel because they let Tamora Morrison do do that thing. And I really honestly think that that's what some of the backlash was about this show was they were not prepared for this Boba Fett. Yeah. They wanted something else. Right. I think they I think they fully wanted feelings. Yeah, I think they wanted. Punisher Boba Fett. They wanted a, a bounty hunter that was going to show up, yes. rocket launch people, yes. flamethrower people, like like <laughs> full on punch and kill people. Because they're like, he's a bounty hunter. He's going to be aggressive. He's the best bounty hunter in the galaxy. And it's like, we don't have a lot of information on this man. Also, let's be real. When he was first introduced, Homeboy died very quickly. Like let's just yes. let's just be real. Like he was like it, I get it, but like he got hit and dropped into a starlight pit, and that was his entire arc. Um, let's just be real. He also has a lot of cool. I also think that with the um, with the the prequels, they also were like cool. People like this character. What if we add some more to him? What if we throw in Django and Boba, and they're like really awesome. Let's throw in this like re- like this whole like revenge backstory. So do you think like there was like people like oh like he's gonna be revenge based hero? He's gonna be dope. And it's like actually this he got screwed over by the powers that be. He's a smart mm-hmm. bounty hunter. He's like yo like I even in the show, even in the show they're like hey I no longer want to be at the will and the whims of idiots who tell me what to do and endanger my life which I think is really a great callback to like hey I was on that stupid ship that got beat up by those Jedis. I probably didn't want to be there but was getting paid to be there and I probably could have avoided that if I had just like gone solo or like gone like free agent but because I let this money drive me I was there I got, got involved in it and I almost got eaten to death never again is that happening to me you know mm-hmm. yeah that was I, I appreciate because I know like it started off slow but I did appreciate the narrative of the, the Tuscan narrative because I feel like again that was a race of people that didn't have a a positive light to it and so to actually see like how they lived and all like i enjoyed that i really enjoyed seeing that and i didn't the know ASL. i needed that and i was just like wow okay and i mean we kind of they touched upon that in season two in the mandalorian when they had to kill that basically that sandworm mm-hmm. dragon um yeah. but i like how they tied this to boba fett's I guess, resurrection of him coming back mm-hmm. and him changing his motive of, I guess, living. Cause I mean, he could have just gave up, but the fact that he just would not die. I, I was like, okay, that is, that's the badass that I know of that guy that people were talking about. But again, another reason why I think a lot of cry people like to 
just harp on this is because I, I feel like he's willing to learn from the past so that he can make the future better. And that means looking at your mistakes. That means looking into feelings and stuff, you know? That's why people are like, everything's being too woke culture. And I'm like, is that a bad thing? Do do we not want to learn from our mistakes? Do we not want to learn what brought us down? I mean, I, we, again, we don't know his motives to why he wants to run a whole area, but as far as him individually, his personal growth, I think... <laughs> It was just a, it was a nice, compared to The Mandalorian, it was just a nice breath, breath of fresh air to see for such an iconic character. Like, we didn't know we needed it, but it was really enjoyable to see along the way. Yeah, so, any other thoughts of the show? So, I'm guessing... Right now, I know Disney Plus is... I don't know what Disney Plus's next big thing is, but I do know um, the Obi-Wan show is coming out in May 25th. I thought it was May 4th, but May 25th. Um, so that's the next big Star Wars show on Disney Plus. And we are waiting to see what that trailer, that teaser trailer is going to look like. Because I know that's going to happen within the month. We're going to have to see it, Amy. I almost feel like Disney is going to drop the first episode of Obi-Wan on May the 4th. That's so close. Like, watch they, mm, watch they surprise I mean, everybody and, like, drop mm, the first episode early yeah. and then that tell you to wait nice. the rest of the month for the yeah. rest. That makes sense. That's We've seen really, nothing so far besides that one image, right? The poster. That one image. That's yeah. all we have. Yeah. That makes sense. And, I mean, I feel like Disney Plus or Disney... They have the power to do that. They can literally drop one episode on May 4th and be like, wait. Or they could be like, Disney actually cares about its fans. We're going to start now. I'll be like, what? And they drop like the first three episodes or something. I don't know. But I have been seeing how with Amazon, like we know with um, uh, some of their shows, like with Fox Week um, Machina, they're doing three episodes per week, which I really enjoy, but that's because they're short. Um, And then for... Um, I don't know if you guys watch Miss Maisel, but that's coming out soon. They're doing a thing where they're doing two episodes per week. So Amazon's already kind of changing the way of releasing content, especially their most popular content to get people hooked. Um, Netflix is still doing either, you know, putting it all out or <laughs> one, one episode a week. Hulu too, one episode a week. So I feel like Disney has the power to really change things up because of this fan base. And I am curious to see if they will play into the May 4th thing, because why not? And what that's going to look like, because I feel like that's going to be a new thing is you get two episodes on the Thursday. What? Okay. (laughs) I'm excited for Obi-Wan, though. Me too. It's going to be fun. Um, I did hear... um, um mcgregor saying he, he was quoted saying he had so much fun uh reunited with hayden and filming everything and that makes me so happy so if he had fun uh whatever they were filming and stuff the whole time reuniting with the whole cast that means it's gonna be great because i was like remember when we thought this, these movies sucked and now we're kind of some people look at it as man these were classics compared to you know the newer star wars movies um and so to bring back the actors of that time and see them together i don't know that it is it's nostalgia because I, this is when we were teens. But I have one hope for that movie, and that is I don't know who has taught them lightsaber combat in the past 
since the sequel trilogy, but they have done a poor job of lightsaber anything since the sequel trilogy has existed. Talk um, about and, it. But what has Save what it. I have hope for is Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen were on that set and they had a blast because they got the remind them good lightsaber con- combat. I just want like one yeah. good fight like in this Obi Wan show. Just one will make me at least happy. Is, that's a, it's a very low bar, Disney, and uh, keep them on. <laughs> Let them teach you the ways of the lightsaber. I don't know who yes. else can teach it to you at this point. Who uh, Liam Neeson this was part of that too. Pull Liam Neeson in to teach you some lightsaber moves if he remembers any. I don't know. Force just get somebody. <laughs> somebody, please. I'm hoping that too. That's actually a good point, Ray. If they if they do that, oh my gosh. I think I might cry. I don't know. Like, I I, we needed that for so long. I feel like they have to. because It's like, hey, the last time these two actors were together in a fight scene, uh, it was amazing. Uh Literally, they fought on a magma uh, float and they had an amazing also bring back great soundtracks again because there also was an issue mm-hmm. with this last uh, sequel, treacle, whatever it was called, where the soundtrack was subpar. They even had a fight scene with, with which Ray and I remember they had a whole lightsaber fight scene with not a that. single song soundtrack. It just yeah. played in the abyss of waves crashing and it was also the worst tap tap right. sword fighting we've ever seen. The sure. last time we saw these two actors, we had <laughs> Duel of Fates playing, and they were doing amazing, mm. even in still shots, they are just doing amazing saber fighting. So if they're coming back, bring back that guy who was, who was coordinating those saber fights, because we are not going to go into this show, and y'all Anyone pull out this Ray versus Kylo Ren-esque, <laughs> we're going to fight in silence type <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> like, y'all know you, you was- did bad when your fight scene is being compared to like, to the first Star Wars movie that came out, where Obi-Wan and Darth Vader <laughs> tap tap swords and he disappeared. That was on par with that, and this was and that was made in, the, the, in this year recently. It's like, y'all, do better. Do, do better. better. JJ Abrams. Ewan knows what to do. Oh, JJ. Um, say it again, I said, Ewan, he knows what to do. That man loved lightsaber yeah, he combat. I, he's talked about it in many interviews. He loved that part of being that character. So I'm just hoping they got to, Oof. that they let him do his thing. Let him do his thing, y'all. We could get a real, oh, I'm going to lose it. If that's, if that's in the first five minutes of the episode, I'm going to lose it. I'm <laughs> I hope it's not too soon. <sighs> it's coming. We only have what? We have March, April. It's soon, Amy. It's going to happen in, in the blink of an eye. And it's out. But as far as the show ending, I don't know what is... I actually don't know what Disney Plus is going to be featuring for the next three months? Two months until then? Does anyone know? I mean, we can keep y'all updated on that. But, you know, again, I say that Disney Plus follows a pattern. It's usually Marvel, Star Wars, Marvel, Star Wars. Uh, But Star Wars is over. So there's not a Marvel show coming out. I know. They can't be. Wait, Moon Knight. I just answered my own damn question. Moon Knight comes out March 29th on Disney Plus. (laughs) Ah, I'm so silly. Um, Before we want to end, I do want to say that they are still pushing that they are not they are trying to make this show be raw and great and everything kevin feige even said so and i'm just like y'all believe him for moon knight you think it's gonna be no well a good adaptation of 
No, I mean it's, it's Disney Plus. They put it on Hulu, maybe, but it's Disney Plus. They can't make it. Feige's talking they can't make like it. they're they're gonna do they're doing violence in this. Like he's he's the way Feige was talking in an interview. He almost made it sound like he was trying to basically say to everyone that keeps saying what you just said that no, we're mm-hmm. gonna do violent stuff on Disney Plus. And I'm just like I don't know because there's there's the rumors about season four of Daredevil on the on the on the yeah. wings too and i'm just like because it's coming off of netflix netflix by the at the end of the month so all of the all the uh, netflix shows are so they can do something soon if they decide to we're gonna see what that yeah. is i mean i know we were talking about it maybe i know we, we talked about this like a long time ago maybe disney plus decides to do like uh some kind of age wall where it's like great if you want to watch this film uh, hey, FYI, this film is rated R. It's going to be new for their platform. It's going to be interesting if they're going to put it on there. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think we talked about before, like, is Disney going to grow up with the with the environment that they happen to exist in? They want to get these properties. Are they willing to level them up or are they going to, like, try to curl them down? So if Kevin is not talking on the side of his ass and they decided to go with, like, a rated R Moon Knight, right. I would be the first one who'd be surprised. Um, it would be wild if Disney Plus decides to do some kind of like, hey, warning, this is an R-rated film. If that happens on Disney Plus, that would be amazing to see. But I honestly feel like what we're going to see is maybe a cutaway of him punching something, maybe, and we hear the sounds. Like, maybe they'll find ways to skirt around the excessive amount of, like, Punisher-esque blood and we just see a bunch of cuts and like a bunch of like, you know, weird artistic choices. I don't know, but I truly don't think if they're going to be operating within the Disney Plus realm that they're going to have the wherewithal to fully deliver on that. But again, we'll see what happens. Kevin Feige, he doesn't seem like he's a liar and I don't think he would lie, but (laughs) this might be a first. So we'll have to see. We'll have to see. I know. Um, I'm with you, Marlon. We have to see because it's like, when you're saying when he was saying all that, I was like, I don't know if I, I don't know if what you're saying can be possible, but we'll see. And if it does better than I expected with the violence and the profanity, because I'm like, how are you not going to have him use profanity and crude remarks? Because whatever, we'll see. That's so. That's our next Disney Plus project, I guess. Late March. Late March. Unless Disney's like, mm, we're feeling generous. We're going to bump up the date because they do things like that. Um, but yeah, anything else to add to the docket before we leave today? Marlon, you have any plugs or promos? Plugs or promos? Anything, or anything that you're thinking of uh, moving forward for the next thing you're going to be reviewing yeah we'll uh touch briefly on i played sifu we'll talk about the play style of that um and how interesting that was Uh, and then i believe we're going to be going over a film called big bug which is a french film um which was very interesting to watch it takes place in 2045 and it's about ai so we're talking Mm -hmm. about big bug sifu and maybe another property once uh once i find something cool to watch and Netflix is great for that. So you're having a ball there. And just what <laughs> other things you can find Non-stop. to watch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thank you listeners again for checking in and making our show the show of your day. Um, thank you for stopping by and making um, a great con- contribution. We've been receiving such great feedback from y'all. And we just say thank you. Thank you all. Um, again, feel free to stop on our social media at Facebook 
Instagram and Twitter and of course our website. And with that said, stay safe, play Pokemon, and geek on. This episode of Quest On Media's Geek Force was produced in Richmond, California.